0: Good morning. It is – oh, I'm sorry. It's Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday. Let me see. Yes, Tuesday, April 11th. I wrote down Monday on my notes. Um, I am in Houston. I am staring at a convention center. I'm staying at the Hilton Americas, which is a super, super nice hotel. Um, if you're ever in Houston, it parking is an absolute nightmare. Uh, the game is the women's uh, Mexican national team. Uh, taking on the Houston, um, it's not the Dynamos, the the Dynamos are the uh, men's team, but it's tonight at 7 p.m. I think it's on Univision. So I got to figure out a way to stream it. But there has been a ton of activity in the stock market. This week, you've got two major key reports, which is inflation and unemployment. So that will will greatly affect the market. Uh, On my screen, I've got SPY. Uh, I'll show you we go over this. I went over this last week when I, I was still kind of at my home, but QQQ still greatly outpacing SPY, DJI, and IWM. I would not be an IWM. 40% of the small, small caps do not make money. That's a tough place to be. Dow Jones, you can see they're all just hovered down there. SPY is up at 7.56. QQQ greatly outweighing it. SQQQ has not exactly seen... Um, the movement that I thought it would. But if we look at SPY on the 65 minute, you're just getting into SPY. And it looks like it could take a a leg up there. Again, the employment records and the inflation data is going to be key. SQQQ got you in, 3131 got you out. But if you were down here at 29 and you're up at 30, you probably got into about 31 or so. Um, I don't think that you made 10%, but I think you did pretty well. Uh, And that was from Friday. Uh, I think it was Thursday, Wednesday Wednesday or Thursday. I said, hey, you probably should get QQQ, SQQQ. But um, that's it. So there were a couple of big upgrades. One of them that has been taking off that I told you guys to get into down here at 465, at 485. I personally got in at 485. It's now at 516. Uh, UNH. Healthcare's taken off. We're going into a recession. Healthcare actually performs in healthcare. Uh, As far as banking goes, I continue to say Schwab, uh, if you were one of the few that got in under 50, great job. If you're waiting for it, uh, remember the CEO bought at 59. So this isn't one that I would necessarily trade. This is one that I would absolutely 100% buy. The buy is at 57 and it hasn't gotten you out yet. That's the crazy thing. Uh, 57 here on the 4-hour, and it hasn't gotten you out. They have earnings coming up April 14th. DPST, we talk about this one all the time. I would trade this on the 4-hour. You can see this wedge that's forming. It's just got this range. But tw- uh, DPST is the three times bull uh, up here at 27. Oh, let's let's renew it. Uh, hold on one second. Just got to renew the chart for the YouTube folks. And I'm I'll probably do it. But here, 890. 890 was the buy-in, and you're still in that one. And it's trading right now at 719, so it hasn't necessarily got you out. Uh, the The kind of divergence here is that the stock is actually going down, but the MACD is going up. It's not a great bullish strategy. I still think that there's a, a chance that you get up here to the $11 range in this gap. Um, so there, there's your bank's. Uh, the other ones that we look at, ba, 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 I mean, Bank of America, I'm in Bank of America. Um, uh, let's see. It's in our core portfolio. So uh, Bank of America, BAC, it's a 28. It's up 0.32. One of the banks that got an upgrade today is uh, NYCB, New York Bank. Um, let's pull up this one, New York Community Bank. This one got an upgrade it is up 1.2% at $8.95. It got upgraded with a price target of $11. Um, I think it was Jeffries, if I'm if I'm remembering right. Uh, upgrade Jeffries. Hold to buy with an $11 price target. That one is trading at $8.95. So if you think Jeffries is right, go and check it out on Finviz. Look at some of this. The average price target is $11. Uh, it's got a P of 6.9. A dividend of 7.7. So NYCB, go and check that one out. That one got upgraded, and that's why it caught my attention. Uh, Yesterday, KOLD, crazy, crazy downward move. Um, KOLD, you're still a buy, but remember, we see this button hook in the four-hour. Boyle was the buy-in. And I don't want to say Boyle is the buy-in for the long term. Use the 65-minute algorithm for this one. This one, Boyle, you're you're in here at 372, and it still got you in. You got gaps. All the way above this one. Um, in fact, let me get out of this. Let me shrink this down. Collapse the indicator list. Um, but yeah, uh, Boyle. I, I think a couple of people texted me that they got into boil. Boyle. It was a great buy. You're seeing a button hook. I still think it's a $2 stock. So trade carefully when you're trading Boyle and KOLD. Uh, some of you guys had texted me about the big news yesterday that uh, Exxon... Maybe buying or in talks to buy PXD. Uh, I had bought PXD at 208 right before the dividend, uh, right about here, and I got the dividend, dipped down to 193. If you got in on the four hour at 193, you're doing really, really well. Is it too late to get into PXD? I posted this in the Facebook group, I posted this on Twitter. It is not. Here is the 65 minute algorithm. And the 65-minute algorithm right here, 220, 223.28, and you're trading at 220. I think 220 is probably your floor. If you're expecting PXD to actually go up 60% like it did last year, you're sadly mistaken. It's not. Trade it on the 4-hour. Uh, I would. I particularly am holding this one for long term. I am sitting in this one at 208. I will probably be adding mine if it dips under 220. Um, oil is expected to rise. There was some some talk uh, about oil um, this morning that I heard. You can see the crude oil, 79 81. I think the Saudis and OPEC want to keep it at 80. Uh, China demand OPEC cuts. OPEC cut production, by the way, because of the pending U.S. recession. They don't want oil going down. And in a recession, oil goes down. So OPEC proactively cut that um, so that they could Essentially, uh, keep it around eighty. Berkshire. There was news, and and Buffett will be interviewed on CNBC tomorrow from Japan. Uh, he bought into five major, major Japanese trading houses. You might hear out that on the news. They're basically brokerage houses, so it's like him buying J.P. Morgan. Uh, it's him like buying um, not Bank of America, but it's more Schwab, Fidelity, things of that sort, um, and that he bought into five of them. And he increased his, his stuff. So uh, do not trade in those Japanese stocks unless you know what you're doing. You will incur fees just by Berkshire. 100% just by Berkshire. Um, he knows what he's doing. He'll make money. I think he's already up like 10 15% on those things. Um, you, you know that he got out of Taiwan Semi. I still have Taiwan Semi in the, uh, the core portfolio. This is one that has dipped down. It is touching the 200-day on the four-hour. Uh, you are, you got out with a 0.67% gain right there, but you're hitting right about 86. I think this gap that you see right back here at 81 for Taiwan Semi probably gets touched. I wouldn't assume that the 200-day provides support here. If it doesn't, we really start to go up. You may be able to get it for a little pop, but I think there might be better opportunities out there um, but Taiwan Semi was a Berkshire Berkshire buy, so that's kind of what brought it up. Tesla uh, Tesla is one that is in our core portfolio. Uh, they reduce prices. There are two reasons they, they reduce prices. Uh, the first is they probably want to qualify for some additional tax incentives that the government is doing. The $7,500, you guys may read about that. The second is they may be actually pricing out competitors. And so what they might be doing is lowering their prices on the three and the Y in order to force Ford and GM who do not have the production um, benefit of having an in-house battery supplier, of having uh, robots build the cars, um, of having no union costs, higher labor labor costs, increase the cost of the car. So the key point for Tesla is going to be keeping a 20% uh, margin. If they keep a 20% margin, we're all good. And and more, more than likely, you're going up to this 256 to 260 gap if they don't keep that 20% margin. And their earnings are coming up April 19th. Uh, they did deliver. Uh, they met or beat some expectations. It was kind of a meh nah, kind of report on their last uh, their last monthly deliveries. But if they don't meet the 20% you're looking at this gap down here about 150. so i don't i haven't I haven't pulled the trigger you're in this trading range it's an ascending wedge uh, it is using the 200 day you can clearly see it's using it as support right now so I want to make sure that you guys know I personally have not gotten in there uh, I am looking to add to my uh, or create a new position in Tesla I have not traded it I have not gotten into it. Bitcoin is up over 30,000 for the first time in a long time. <clears throat> Ironically, G- GBTC got a secondary cross up. If you're in here at 11, you're at 17 on G- GBTC. The 11 was just March 7th. So it was a month ago that, that this got to, the algorithm got you in here. But you're all the way up at 17. Great trade. You've almost doubled your money. GBTC is a great way to play it. You're really playing kind of a ETF there. Um, you know, I, personally, I think Mara and I think Riot are better. Uh, Eight fifty four, you're in for uh, Mara in pre market. You're up three percent to nine dollars and forty three cents. Uh, I think this is a fifteen dollar stock. I have not traded. It. I got in and out of it a bunch of times. I currently don't own it. I am not trading when I'm on the road. But Riot, uh, Riot here, uh, the algorithm got you in about six dollars and thirty six dollars and five cents and you're up at $10.59. In pre-market, it's eleven oh three. So if I were playing crypto, there's three ones that I would do, GBTC, Mara, and Riot. Mara and Riot are more hay. They're miners, so they don't fluctuate as much, um, but I think there's value in that. Where crypto goes up, they actually go up in value. Um, one that's in the core portfolio that is in the news is Moderna and not in a good way. They're down 3% to 154. I think if it gets under 150, I think you can buy it. The algorithm has you buy in at 152.55. You can see there's a gap up here to 170. Uh, This is a hype rally. They are delaying their flu vaccine. Um, It may be an opportunity to get into this one. Honest to God, I like Moderna. I like trading Moderna. I don't like holding Moderna. If you want to use the four-hour, if you want to use the 60-minute, the four-hour uh, algorithm over two years, it loses you 7%, but Moderna only makes you 3%. So if you can trade and find your, your the right spots in, you could probably make some money by buying and holding. Um, I, I just think that you're not going to make a lot of money because this one fluctuates so much. It's a 100% better trade. So that's my news. Let's go over some scans. First scan is Cleveland Cliffs. And I own this one at about 20. Uh, You can see it's got this double bottom, and the double bottom is happening right about 17. In pre market, you're at 18, 13. I think anywhere in the 17 handle is a great buy. I think anything in the 18 handle is probably an okay buy, but I would 100% um, trade this one. I would trade it. I am not looking to hold this one, I'm in at 20. Uh, I am contemplating long term, so I probably will dollar cost average into this. But I will if this gets to thirty dollars, I am absolutely getting out. Cleveland Cliffs now levered ETFs UMDD, which is an ultra mid, uh, four hundred. So it's a triple levered mid four hundred. Seventeen seventy is the 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 four hour algorithm. I would probably trade this on the sixty five minute, but I do all my scans on the 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 four hour. Um, It's a mid-cap. This is a triple levered ETF. Another triple levered ETF that got a uh, cross-up, SPXU. This is the short of the S&P 500. So the assumption is that the S&P 500 will go down and this stock will go up. So uh, SPXU, 1360 is the cross-up. Uh, remember, these are decaying assets, so you want to trade them. You don't want to hold these one for long term. The next one, that triple levered ETF that had a cross-up is SDS. This is another ultra short uh, S&P 500, 39 Not shocking that both of them, they both track about the same. So SPXU and SDS are the same thing. Uh, Vanguard, VBK, uh, Vanguard small cap growth. I don't know that I'd be super excited about this one, but um, uh, VBK, if you're interested in getting in long-term, I don't suggest trading these. You're never going to make a lot of money on this one. Um, Your average win is 3.64% on this. You lose 6% uh, over a two-year period versus losing 25% uh, with actually buying and holding the asset over a two-year period. We talked about GBTC. This is a secondary cross-up. Um, The cross-up actually happened back here on March 7th at $11.70. You're getting some really good volume up here in the $15 to $17 range. So GBTC, I probably wouldn't hold it. I've held this one. I just don't like holding it. DocuSign, which I absolutely love the company. Hate the stock. $56.78. Why do I hate the stock? Let's go over to FinViz and let's look. DocuSign. They're uh, not making money, but their forward PE is twenty one thirty two. They will make money; it's just expensive. For every sale that they make, they're uh, they're spending four dollars. Um, your average price target is sixty eight. This is a fifty six dollars stock. Over one year, you're uh, down forty four percent year to date. You're up two point five four. So take a look at it. March tenth, they got a downgrade from JP Morgan. Price target was moved from fifty eight to 40, 48. You can see there's some sales. There's not a huge amount since uh, January of this. Daniel Springer, whose director, sold somewhere in the neighborhood twenty-five million dollars worth. But eh, it's kind of a pool in his hundred million dollar home. So DocuSign is one that I like. Um, Mara, we talked about Mara. Uh, Mara has a cross-up. Uh, it's a secondary cross-up. Eight fifty-four was the actual price. You can see the MACD kind of crossing up here again. Might be due for another rally again. Bitcoin over 30,000. If it can hold that, I think it's a good one. Uh, The trading desk I talk about this one a lot. I like this stock 5830. It's got a secondary cross up, looks like it may be going for another run. They have earnings coming up on May 9th. Um, The reason why I'm hesitant about this one is the PE, the PE 654. That's just crazy. Year-to-date, you're up 37%. The average price target is 68. You're trading at 61. So I'm not sure that the upside is there. But if you got down in down here in, in January in the 40s, you're doing really well. Look here. In February, it got up to the $68 range. So I, th- I think this one's a good one. Um, but just realize it is super expensive. And any move uh, will f- shoot that one down. This is an interesting one. It's an ETF for uh, basically uh, marijuana. But MJ is it. It's been in it just this descending wedge. I don't know that it's necessarily got to go up, but 335 is the cross-up. This is one that I personally watch on my own watch list. So MJ is the ETF. Another one that has to do with crypto that seems to be putting in this bottom right here at about 57 is Coin Coinbase. I'm not a huge fan of Coinbase. I think you can absolutely 100% trade it on hype. It's got a cross up here at 6614. We talked about Tesla um, lowering their price. GM just had a cross up 3574. I'm not a huge fan of GM. I don't think they're going to do anything that is great with EVs. Um, I don't like their cars. I don't like their production. I just don't like the company. They've been bailed out of uh, bankruptcy so many times. It's just a poorly run company. Simple as simple as that, but they did have a cross-up. If you think that GM is going to overtake Tesla, this might be one that you want to get into. I personally would bet on Tesla before GM. Uh, another cross-up that's a secondary cross-up, Nike. I think we're, we're heading back down to the 100 on Nike. Um, <clears throat> but if you wear Nike clothes this might be one for you to look into. So real quick podcast today. Uh, I will upload it as a video. Um, I want to thank you guys. Remember, there's three sponsors. The the first one is Visible. If you're paying uh, anything more than $30 per month for your phone service, unlimited phone service, there's a link down below. Click on that. Save $20 off your first month. I think they're still running a $25, a $5 new Promotion. So, your first month is $5. Get an eSIM. If you don't have a phone that has an eSIM, find out what it is or go get a a SIM card from like Best Buy for visible. And you can basically sign up with the the link in the code down below. You'll save $20 off your first month. It is unlimited services. I work in stadiums all the time. I was in airports traveling. Um, I, I am sitting next to people that have Verizon. I'm getting typically the same or better service. Uh, it's crazy. I just don't think that they 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 limit it effectively. And I'm not on the higher tier. If you're on the higher tier, you're actually not rate limited. If you're on the lower tier, you are on uh, rate limited. Um, uh, second sponsor is Trendspider. If you like these charts, if you like my algorithm, I can share everything with you now. It is super, super simple. All I have to do is confirm that your email address is uh, connected. Go sign up in the link below. Use DSP25 for the uh, 25% off. The Easter sale that just happened, it was 50% off. You can use that. Just send me your email address. I'll send you everything over. Uh, It is not a problem. It is super, super simple. TrendSpider, best charting platform uh, around. If you're trading anything, I would say the the cutoff for TrendSpider would be like a $5,000 to $6,000 account. If you're trading regularly on that amount of money. I think the investment is 100% worth it. Uh, the the good traders get the tools and, and you can find some of these tools for free. What TrendSpider allows me to do is look at the, the gaps, uh, look at the entry points, look at the exit points, and I can set up alerts. I can set up texts. Uh, say I'm trading Boyle on the 65-minute algorithm and I want to know when to get out. Well, it'll text me the, the candle that it actually gets out on. So I love TrendSpider. Third is the company that brings me here to Houston, ID Shop. If you have printing needs, if you have promotional needs, if your uh, company does security, remember I do badges. Uh, I don't have my badge here. I think I left it in the car. But if your company does badges, like swipe in the RFID stuff, contact ID Shop. They've got all the tools that you need, they've got the sales, the service. Uh, it is the greatest company that I work for. I love it, have no ownership in it. They pay me as a contractor. Um, I am literally sitting in a ticket booth half the time for MLS, but they've got all the sporting stuff. They do conventions. Um, So even the, the, you know, your backdoor kind of RFID, if you need uh, things synced in with ADP with time clocks and stuff like that, they have everything that you need. So just contact them either through email. It's at IDshop.com, IDshop.com. So that is the entire podcast. Again, thank you guys. If you want to um, tip me because you made a bunch of money, hopefully you got in on Schwab under $50. And if you got out and you got your 10%, just tip me like a bartender. But all the links are down below. There is a link tree. There is a link to every social platform that I'm on, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, whatever you want, it's all down there. Uh, Just click on the, the link tree and you'll see everything that you need. Uh, And join the private Facebook group. Remember, the, uh, the host of the daily podcast show is Bozo. So if you have any questions, hit me up. Thanks, you guys. I'm uploading this now. Take care.